Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's check in with Hoop Scoop, better known as Kevin McPherson, courtesy of Hogville.net. All right, Rick, you got a question for yeah, Hoop Scoop? Uh, Kevin, we had a caller earlier that asked about J.D. Note uh, in the, uh, was it Portsmouth, is that where he's playing? Mm-hmm. That he only, he only played in one of the three games. You know anything about that? The Portsmouth Invitational? Yeah. You know, I've heard that that was the case. He, the first game he played, I got to see some highlights, got his stats, um, and he did not play after that. So I was aware of the fact that he did not play. I'm not aware of the reason why he withdrew or didn't compete. Um, you know, it could be that there, there was an injury and that that's not been disclosed. It could be that, um, you know, based on the advice of his, you know, his representation – which I would find is probably not the best move if you've gone there and played in one game. Right. Uh, it may not be good advice to just pull out, pull withdraw, unless it was related to something physical, you know, and an injury. And then it's probably smart to do that and not make things worse. So I don't, but I don't know the details behind it. I am aware of the fact that he he played a game and did not compete after that. And the game he played in, he had 16 points on 19 shot attempts, um, and I think he finished with a few assists and. Um, you know, so he 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 did play the first in the first game that he could play in, and then after that he did not return. All right, Kevin, I had this debate with a friend today. Not that I'm going to let you settle the debate, because <laughs> I'm going to be right. But uh, yeah. regardless, but I argued. The question was: Is Nick Smith Jr. going to be the most heralded recruit that has ever come to Arkansas to play basketball. And I said no. And the reason why I said no was because Big Nasty, along with Jason Kidd, was considered to be the number one recruit in the country. And Big Nasty uh, probably played in all the premier postseason events, just like Nick Smith Jr. has. Uh, but the only difference is Nick is five or six uh, in the country, depending upon maybe who you subscribe to, and maybe he is number one. I'm just going by the numbers yeah. that we're aware of yeah. right now. That's why yeah. I said yes, uh, or my argument was yes, it was uh, big nasty Corliss Williamson and not Nick Smith Jr., yeah. which, trust me, I'm finding nothing wrong with Nick Smith, Jr. I'm just simply saying, in this debate between who is the most heralded recruit to ever come to Arkansas to play basketball, I said Big Nasty. Right. So I think they're going to maybe end up being a tie for number one there. Let me explain that. The top three players in the year that Corliss came out were he, Jason Kidd, and Othello Harrington. Different publications had each one of those guys as the top player in the country. Corliss was the Gatorade High School Player of the Year nationally. So one, so Gatorade said it was Corliss. There were other publications that had Jason Kidd, others that had Othella. I think the majority of them had Jason Kidd. So Corliss was in the top three. You could argue he was one. You could argue he was two. Today, two, Rivals updated its, its final class of 2022 rankings came out today. They moved Nick Smith Jr. up to number two in the class. I believe ESPN is going to update its 
top, its final class rankings for 2022, either at midnight tonight or sometime tomorrow. Nick's, um, you know, sixth, I think, in the last ESPN. I'm, I'm expecting him to be in the top three when that releases. Wow. I'll be surprised if he's not. Does that um, change? He, Would that change, Kevin? Arkansas, would that put them in contention with Duke to be the number one class if that happened? I don't think so because Duke's had three guys ranked in the top ten, um, and I don't know, you know, that Jordan Walsh and and, and um, Anthony Black. Black are going to be top both top ten also. Okay. Walsh has been tenth in ESPN. Let's see where he's at when they release. I'll be surprised if he falls any, uh, but it could, I guess it could happen. Uh, let's see if Anthony Black moves up any. Um, but to, to go back to the original question about Nick, I mean, I think we're going to see Nick and, and Corliss about neck and neck. It's going to be really close. Um, and, and we might give the nod to, to go ahead and give it to Corliss based on the Gatorade National Player of the Year. We haven't Nick hasn't picked up one of those heavy hardware Player of the Year. He's been first-team All-American by everybody that matters, Sports Illustrated, the Heisman Tro- uh, uh, Naismith Trophy, First-team All-American. Uh, if you listen to the folks talking about mock drafts uh, in, in high school rankings, he's, he's constantly mentioned among the top three players, and that's where Corliss was. So it's really close between the two, um, you know. And we'll see, you know, again when ESPN puts its rankings updates, its final rankings. Same with two four seven sports. Right now, Nick's number five in two four seven. Six in ESPN. He moved up today from four to number two in Rivals' final rankings. So. I think it's the debate's a good one, Randy, and you're not wrong with your answer, but I don't know that they're, it's definitive, and we'll see how these rankings shake out to help prove the point. But, yeah, you were right, though. It was Corliss, Jason Kidd, Othello Harrington was that other name. Ended up at Georgetown. If you remember, Arkansas was in the final yeah. running for Othello yep. Harrington. Yes, sure was. Yes. That's right. And, um, but but he was he was – some services had him number one. And as it played out, I would say, you know, Jason Kidd had a Hall of Fame career in the NBA. It was, you know, uh, he came out after his sophomore season in college, had a Hall of Fame career in the NBA, and, and they probably had that ride with him, number one. And, and I, would, I can't argue with Corliss at number two because he had a great career. We know what he did in college, but if you look at the pros, sixth man of the year in the NBA, had a really good long career, and then he played help, was an integral part on a title team that, that defeated the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe. When they were still in their prime, beat him in five games when he was with Detroit, and he had a you know he had a, a good role off the bench for that team. So he had a great career when you combine it all. Hard to argue that he wasn't among the top three players in his class, not only based on what he did leading up to that point, but he kind of proved his worth after the fact. We always talk about recruiting rankings. I always like to look back on what a, pl- a player did to help hold up those rankings later, and Corliss checked all the boxes in my opinion. But on recruiting. They're rating him how you're going to be in college, and of those three, Corliss won and played on a national championship team and a national runner-up team, and you know, Kid and Harrington never got close to that. That's right. In fact, Arkansas beat Othello Harrington in Georgetown in their national championship season in the yeah, second round. That's right. Mm-hmm. That was, I believe, that was the game that Roger Crawford broke his foot uh, and didn't finish the tournament. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. Oh, he didn't finish the uh, tournament. Yeah, because it was. Great picture of him after the national championship sitting up on the um, rim in his uh, sweats. Yeah, But I believe it was at Georgetown, the game where he was injured. Could have been. Um, yeah, I think it was. Um, and, you know, that was that was a game where Corliss really – I mean, I already knew. I could already tell he was a superior player to, player to Othello. But when they 
met up on the court, you know, Corliss, it was pretty clear by then when they actually played on the same floor against each other and Arkansas won that game, you know, that, that he was the better player. And, you know, that there's always – it's fun to debate these things, but I think Corliss kind of made his point. If you look at his college career, it was better than anybody's that came out of that class. Yeah. Well, and and if you're talking about uh, head-to-head uh, at the King Cotton Classic, Corliss blocked the shot of Jason right. Kidd, and Russellville defeated uh, Jason Kidd and his high school team for the King Cotton Championship. So that, that to me, ends all arguments there. Well, all right. that to say that Nick Smith Jr.'s got some big shoes to fill if he's going to be the number one, two, or three recruit, and – and if he can do anywhere close to what Corliss now, he may not be here as long as Corliss was, so may not be able to accomplish all the things that Corliss did. Right. Right. When Corliss came out after his junior season, back then, you know, you you really didn't have players that came out early at Arkansas. He was, he was I the mean, first. Todd Day and those guys stayed through yeah. their senior year. That's right. And they were McDonald's All-Americans as well, top 20 rated guys. They didn't have star rankings back then, but it's equivalent of a five-star. All right, Kevin, hang on. We're going to take. For once, guys, it's the second time in over three years. Wow. <laughs> Those aren't great numbers for me, are they? Yeah. <laughs> hang on, Kevin. Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Drive Time Sports in the Buzz Radio Network. Rick Schaefer, I'm Randy Rainwater, joined again by Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net. Do want to remind you this is our last segment tonight. Uh, we will be going to uh, Fayetteville for tonight's Arkansas State-Arkansas matchup at the top of the hour. The pregame begins at 6 with the first pitch schedule for 6.30. You can catch that on the Razorback Sports Network. The game also tonight, you can catch it on the SEC Plus, Network Plus. So, uh, by the way, this was, uh, I guess you can say, announced today. At Arkansas series finale with Ole Miss on Sunday, May the 1st, will now televise on ESPN, the big dog, at noon. And this game was actually scheduled for ESPN 2 at 1 o'clock, but because it's on the big network, it necessitated to change in game time to noon. At this time, it is the only scheduled ESPN appearance for an SEC baseball game during the 2022 season. So, so Randy, is there first. anybody that can subscribe to ESPN that doesn't get ESPN too? Is, is there a reason why that's a it's a bigger deal to be on ESPN anymore? Can't can't you? Everybody gets both, don't they? Yeah, I would think so. Um, uh, ESPNU and. Yeah, some of the other things, news. SEC, SEC Network, don't don't they all come together? Can you can you buy? I don't one know about the, the SEC rest? Network. I don't know if that's automatic. I, no, I think it pretty much is these days. If you okay. get ESPN, that's why you can see it nationally. Hmm. I don't know. That's a good so question. Anyway, so you think, wow, it's a bigger deal to be on ESPN? Well, is it? I mean, all you have to do is punch one button, and you're at ESPN too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's talk with uh, Chris while we continue to debate that. Chris, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Uh, good evening, guys. Uh, I had a question for Hoop Scoop. Uh, a friend of mine I was in the Army with years ago, 
his uh, son is a class 24 prospect in uh, Miami, Florida. And reading a little clip of a tournament the other day, other day they listed him as a walking double-double, 6'6", six, six, power forward, but they said he plays inside as well as outside. Is that someone that, like the Razorbacks, could be looking at uh, for a 24 signee? Uh, his name is uh, Josh Harris. I'm sorry, Josh Harris. And uh, the team is like Team uh, Team Night 3BB uh, out of Miami. And I'll hang up and listen, guys. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Okay, so he's asking about a specific player. Josh yes, Harris, I think I heard yeah. Josh Harris, twenty class of twenty twenty four, out of Miami, yeah, out of Miami, Florida. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if he's playing on one of the major circuits, that means the Arkansas coaches will have a chance to see him at any of the live evaluation uh, opportunities. So they had live eval first weekend was two weekends ago. There'll be another one this weekend uh, for each of the shoe circuits. So second live eval. So that's where you're going to see players like that on a on a national level, where the coach, Arkansas coaches, be able to actually evaluate them and see them. And anybody on any of the circuit levels, even class of 2024, the question becomes, and I didn't hear if he answered this: Is he playing up with the 17U? Is, is he 16U or is he with his age group, um, which would be 16U? Excuse me, if he's class of 2024. So if he's playing up and have an average in a double double, you can bet Arkansas is aware of him. If he's at the 16U level, they, they they may be monitoring him, but it you know they may not be as you know they may not be as locked in yet. Uh, by the way, guys, speaking of class of 2024, K. Hunter Boateng, and we talk a lot about it. Little Rock Central, Arkansas coaches have been out to see him a lot over the years. One unofficial visit so far, uh, but the six-five link I mentioned, Little Rock Central plays for 16 under Arkansas Hawks. He had a really good uh, first live session. He already has multiple high major offers, including Arkansas. But for the first time, I've seen him ranked now in, in the prospect services. He appears at number 36, a high-level four-star on 247 sports ranking. So coming from not ranked to the number 36 says a lot about Kayhunter Boateng. Honestly, was surprised he wasn't ranked until now uh, or until recently. And so I mentioned ESPN and, and some other rankings. will update rivals was today. Uh, 247 should come out with its full release. But I'm interested to see what other Arkansas move up or slide down. But it was great to see K. Hunter Boateng finally get recognized because I've always felt like he had top 50 talent, just not a, not any ranking at all. And now he emerges. But the caller makes a good point. Even class of 2024, when we talk about Portal and we talk about Arkansas wrapping up this this high-powered 2022 class, they're already putting in the work in, for 23, 24, and they're even looking and watching players that are in that 25 class. Terion Burgess out of Marion, class of 2025, was a starter on the Marion team as a freshman that, that played Jonesboro in the 5A state championship game. He averaged a double-double last weekend with the Arkansas Hawks 15 and under. Arkansas coaches are aware of it. He's 6'8 already, and it's one of the reasons, even though uh, he's still just going to be a sophomore, that he has an Arkansas offer. He was the first player in that class that Arkansas extended a scholarship offer to. Let's talk with Shane. Shane, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Yeah, I was going to get Mr. McPherson's uh, opinion. How likely do you think the Mitchell Twins will actually come to campus, or do you think they'll go pro? Did you hear the question, Kevin? 
Yeah, I think you asked the Mitchell twins. Uh, yeah. What are the chances they make it to campus? Will they go pro? Right. They do have their name in the port. In the, they not only put their name in the portal. We know that because they signed financial aid agreements with Arkansas, but they did enter the draft pool. And so, you just never know. I mean, you don't know until they withdraw their name. You know, Justin Smith came to Arkansas and was on campus and practicing and going through workouts with the program. Thank you, Shane. When his name was still in the draft pool. Can you hear me, guys? Yes. yes. Yeah, really. I'd forgotten yeah. that. I don't know if y'all remember that, but Justin, no. Justin Smith was still, uh, you know, draft eligible. He had not withdrawn his name. And I believe the deadlines were all pushed out because that was, I, I believe that was as a response to the COVID stuff. So it was a little bit different. Now the players have to get out by June 1st, and that'll be about the time that they would be moving on to campus anyway to start summer school. So that'll be resolved before then one way or another. But back then, because they pushed all those deadlines out, Justin Smith was with the team, enrolled in summer school, and still had his name in that pool until hmm. the very end. He pulled, he withdrew it and, and played for the Razorbacks. We know how it ended. A uh, big part of that Elite Eight run. But so to answer his question, you don't know when they put their name in what they're going to do, even if they've already signed that financial aid agreement. I think it's a great question. I think it's also interesting to ponder if for some reason, if Jalen Williams does decide to come back, Arkansas is a scholarship over at that point, 14. You can only be at 13. And you just brought in four guys, six, nine or taller in the portal. How does that affect any of those guys? Does that impact the twins where you, you bring back Jalen and maybe you get two gone? You, you don't know how some of these guys are going to respond to that. If that were to happen, then Arkansas goes from being one over to having one more to give. Um, and, you know, we know Eric Mussman – you know, for him to wrap up his portal recruiting as quickly as he did, I, and, and I know they're still doing, you know, reach outs to, to players that are getting in the portal. They're still big-time players still getting into the portal, as you know, it seems like daily. And I know they're still doing Zoom calls and doing their due diligence and recruiting. So I'm not sure that Arkansas has finished with its portal recruiting, and, and a lot hinges still on what Jalen Williams decides to do. I think that's obvious at this point. So if he comes back, the other two don't come, and Arkansas is down to 12, they'll just desperately need another player, won't they? I mean, since... <laughs> Guys, I, he could prove me wrong, but I don't see him playing more than six or seven. That's right. Always. So just... why do you, why would he, why do they keep looking? I, I don't get this. I'm sorry. I, hey, I he's think... smarter than I am. He's done a great job. He's done a remarkable job. Yeah. He's a super coach, but I don't get it. You bring in somebody else that might not play. <laughs> I think he's so competitive and so he's got so much energy and he cannot sit still. I think he wants to win every recruiting battle that he can. I think he wants to win the recruiting rankings on the high school part of it. He wants to win the portal rankings. He wants to win on the court and everything else will work itself out. And that's how I see him. And so there's, you know, there's collateral damage there. I mean, you're recruiting high level guys. Not all of them yeah. are going to play. So at some point guys are going to face a fact, Hey, I may not play the next year either. I may be getting in the portal which I think is fine by this staff. I think he turns it over. He's not afraid for new blood. I think he likes to turn it over anyway. And so we just have to kind of change our thought process. Well, people can do what they want. I've had to change my thought process on how this works because used to you built a program long-term. You were building relationships. You want to develop players. We saw a little bit of that with J.D. Note. We saw Davis should be coming back for 30. I mean, there has been some of that, but overall, this guy's not afraid to turn it all over. All right, Kevin. We'll talk to you Friday.